You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Every week on the Radiant Culture Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Radiant Culture. I'm Cookie Monster. And I'm Biscuit. Yeah, what's happening, Biscuit? Not much, man. Not much. Well, <laughs> for me today, nothing much. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, Maybe today. that's a sad thing. I don't know. <laughs> but nothing much today. Today is Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, today. Today. Uh, yeah. Just, Valentine's just, just Day. making sure, because you know, yeah. you don't, you don't usually place such emphasis on on the days. Yeah, that's why we. Uh huh. Oh, I see. So we're, we're, we're the losers. <laughs> we're holding court today. <laughs> Esh, life is tough, man. Life is tough. But anyway, uh, somebody's got to do it, right? Somebody's got to do it. And today we have a guest in the house. We have Sean Mullins. Sean, how's it going? Hey, I'm good. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Uh, if you're the cookie monster and you're the biscuit, I, I guess I could be the white brownie if you like. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you like, I, I'm it. <laughs> you, you're wearing a red shirt. Yeah, at least you're like in the Valentine's in the, in the, in the Day. Right, so is that, is that on purpose? That's Valentine's Day, you know, promoting the spirit of love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the spirit of love. The spirit. <laughs> Actually, you know, there's a lot of talk about Valentine's Day having some seriously pagan roots, right? And so, mm. I don't know, man, you... you I'm, I'm surprised that you know, someone of your caliber is advocating for... For love, <laughs> I think that's the central theme of the gospel: love. You know, any excuse to celebrate uh, love for one another, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm up for that. Saint Valentine, he was a saint, as it were, and uh, a pretty good guy, I believe. I haven't done too much uh, history, or I can't remember too much of the history behind Valentine's Day, right. but certainly would want to promote uh, deep love for one another that involves self-service and self-sacrifice. To honor one another, I'm all up for that. That's pretty cool. I hear though that I, I read something quite funny today. Uh, it was on someone's WhatsApp status, which said it said that uh, all the broke guys are going on and on about Valentine's being pagan. Just admit that you're broke, <laughs> <laughs> you're broke. Uh, <laughs> and can't do anything. But I, anyway, you know, it's cool. Well, today, uh, what we actually want to talk about is love, mm. but more um, specifically, we want to talk about marriage, right? And being single. Mm. Um, I, I think anybody who's been in, in church for, for long enough will know that uh, this whole subject is, is a hot one. You know, past a certain point, uh, well, young adults especially, you know, people, it, it just becomes a very uh, trying time. If you're single and you're past a certain age or if all your friends are getting married or if you've been a bride, a bridesmaid or a groom, yeah. groomsman for, <laughs> for a certain number of weddings, like myself, um, what tends to happen um, is that, you know, people start asking questions and you're like, yo, dude, so when, when is your day happening? Biscuit, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've been in one or two weddings, and uh, the last one I was actually one this or two. man at, and uh, that one was particularly brutal. <laughs> I have a pastor, wow. I'm sure he listens to the show, I won't mention your name, 
But uh, yeah, <laughs> he definitely made sure he's everyone been giving us a hot time. I've been man. to a few weddings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I, I hear that. Yeah, yeah. So this is for all the brothers out there who know the struggle, who've been accumulating the suits, and you know, you know the story. You know the story. We're celebrating you today. We're, we're suffering. This is your suffering day. together. <laughs> yeah, but you know, today we, we really want to talk about this because um, what, what, what happens in church, especially, I'll say this again, is that um, there's pressure, pressure to get mm-hmm. married. And it almost feels as if singleness is a disease, right? That mm-hmm. you're still single. Why are you still single? Type thing. And so I wanted to talk about that, Sean, uh, that mm. what, what's, what's the story with that, right? Um, is there an expectation from God, maybe, that when you mm. reach a certain age, you need to now, you know, oh, hook up with someone? Sure. Um, yeah, but yeah. Where, where's, where's mm. all of this coming from? Well, I, I wonder what age is the age that uh, is too long to be single for. I wonder if the perception of singleness is the correct perception. I, I would see uh, through the Bible that singleness ought not to be viewed as a problem, but actually as a gift, nor marriage to be viewed as a right or what everybody should be doing. Uh, But God grants both as a gift. And if it is God's will that you ought to marry, that is good. And God, in his good timing, will provide the right husband or wife uh, for those who desire marriage. And sometimes he surprises some of us uh, along the way when we had no desire uh, with a husband or a wife. And so I I think the key is to change the perception and to help deal with the pressure that there is. And I think most of the time, a lot of the pressure is self-imposed. Possibly there are desires to be married. And I think particularly in the church, uh, the desire may well be there because uh, Christians want to remain pure and not uh, fall into fornication or adultery. And I think that would possibly be the major root of pressure, possibly, uh, suggestion there. And the feeling that that would be the pressure leading someone to get married. And Paul does talk about it in the scripture we'll mention in a few moments. And so I, I wonder where the pressure is coming from. Is the pressure external? Is it uh, cultural pressure? Is it from the world around us? Is it internal pressure because of our own desire? So pressure can be driven from a variety of angles. Where have you heard the pressure from? And is it the ladies that are putting pressure on young guys? Uh, what is it? I've heard from some young ladies that oh, these guys just don't have game. They're just not, <laughs> you know, they're, they're not employed. They're not earning money. They're too busy playing video games. They, they don't clean their room. They, you know, so I've heard some of those arguments. Right. And I've heard from the guys, it's difficult to get a young lady these days because their expectations are far too high and we just can't meet them. After all, you've seen the environment we live in. So I've, I've heard some, as a pastor of a church, I've heard some right. of those arguments. Mm. Well, you know, I agree that the pressure is coming from many different areas. Yeah. I will speak for myself and say um, that I think a good portion of the pressure comes from uh, yourself, and I think it should. I, I actually think it should come from yourself right um but um it's it yeah i guess it is fueled in a lot of Mm. ways by your environment in zimbabwe i'll say this 
in them it's a cultural norm to get married it's a social norm it's an environmental norm everyone's doing it <laughs> put it that way right. but you go to other countries and that has changed i read an article recently saying that we're sort of in a a, a generation of unmarried where it's actually very cool to live your whole life and just never get married it's quite uh -huh. normal it's not expected of you as much as it is here so it's almost like we've got a, a set of rules that is now separated from maybe the way it's happening in other countries right mm -hmm. but um i guess w w the question then becomes is the pressure bad or or is it just a natural pressure i mean we have a, a, a tendency to demonize a lot of things and just mm -hmm. say anything <clears throat> that forces you to do something is bad maybe not mm -hmm. maybe it's good. God did say we're not meant to live alone. Sure. So shouldn't we have some kind of pressure, especially internally? Uh huh. Mm. Those those are That's important good. questions. Yeah. That that you're posing there, and I guess uh, what then comes to mind for me is uh, the scripture where in First Corinthians where Paul um, seems to be advocating for singleness, right? And uh, he basically says, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna let Sean. Um, <laughs> open that up for us. But Paul seems to be alluding to the fact that um, God, well, that, that it is good to be single because then you can separate yourself for God and really serve God without all the other um, responsibilities that come mm. With, mm. with being married. But then he mm. then goes on to say, but if you burn with passion, right? So he's almost giving um, singleness a more preeminent position, so to speak. I don't know, but Sean, maybe you can just... Sure. Uh, I mean, great to read that scripture. These are excellent comments. And uh, just before we go there, I think sometimes pressure from our families to get married mm -hmm. is big. Parents, grandparents want grandchildren, you know, yeah. and the expectation is to be married before producing them. Obviously, that is uh, the Christian ideal is uh, not to have sex before marriage and then within marriage to produce grandchildren for grandparents. And uh, that seems to be an ideal that mm -hmm. uh, older generations have. They want their families to grow, and particularly culturally. Right. And when you talk about other nations, I think some of those pressure, the pressures of marriage, rather stay single, work it out for yourself. But it seems those sex before marriage or promiscuity is an acceptable norm and therefore something to often even celebrate as they do. Mm -hmm. right. And so back into the scripture, and I think the context of it is key, uh, if I can read it a bit, and sure. then we, we talk sure. through there. In 1 Corinthians 7, the scripture you allude to, starting at verse 25, I'll read from the NLT. Uh, Paul says, now regarding your question, it's a great way to start, about the young women who are not yet married. Mm -hmm. I do not have a command from the Lord for them, Paul says. So this is not gospel or doctrine or a command from the Lord, but the Lord in his mercy has given me wisdom that can be trusted. So Paul's saying, hey, listen, listen to this wisdom that you can trust. It's the Lord who gave it to me. Right. And he says, I'll share it with you. So this is his wisdom. And verse 26 says, because of the present crisis, now that's the context, mm -hmm. the present crisis, he says, I think it is best to remain as you are, single. So Paul's relating the benefit or the priority of singleness or the blessing of singleness to the present crisis, not singleness in general. Mm -hmm. It's the present, present <clears throat> crisis. What was the present crisis in that day? Well, 
people were getting murdered by Nero and his compatriots for being believers, for being Christians mm -hmm. in that day. In fact, the whole city was burnt and Nero blamed the Christians. And so the present crisis was a difficult one to live in, particularly for married couples, because Paul was talking about the concerns mm -hmm. a husband would have for his wife, a wife would have for a husband and for their children. So I think that's the context he's talking about, is that you would not necessarily live well for the glory of God if you were married because your concerns would be more for your family. But if you're single, you'd be more prepared to die for Christ, as it were, to be radical, to to live your life in such a way that you're spreading the gospel. I think that's what Paul's getting at there right? because of that present crisis. So that's the context of it. I hope I've given some food for thought there and prepared mm -hmm. to uh, go on. In verse 27, he says, if you do have a wife, don't seek to end the marriage. So if you are married, married, don't end it. If you don't have a wife, don't seek to get married. This is in light of the present crisis. And then verse 28, but if you do get married, it's not a sin. And if a young woman gets married, it's not a sin. However, those who get married at this time will have troubles. This time is crucial for us to, uh, to relate to the context of that time. I wonder if this time, uh -huh. right now, is there too many pressures for people to get married? Is it a high risk to get married? And would it be better for you to remain single? What is your context? What are you going through? Are you, would you be more focused on Christ as a single than a married because of the present struggles, present crises in this world? He goes on to say, I'm trying to spare you these problems. That's Paul's purpose, right? is to spare folks the problems. So I think that's the kind of context we're talking into uh, or speaking into about Paul's priority or it better it uh, better for people to remain single or as they are, as it were. Okay. So context, I think, is important for yeah. us. Yeah. All right. So that is quite an interesting um, angle. And um, just bringing that context also uh, makes, the, <laughs> make, make, makes the whole subject quite interesting. Mm. Uh, the question that I, that I then have is, what kind of pressures are we dealing with today, right, yeah. as, as believers? And um, when you look at the life of Paul and the day that he was living in, right, what parallels can we draw be, mm. uh, from, from there, like between there and now? That is there um, any similarities that are there, right? Mm. And for us today, uh, Biscuit mentioned earlier that there's a lot of pressure from different places, including family. Mm. And as Zimbos, as Africans, there's already a, an expectation that is there that we want you to get married. We want to have grandkids, whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. Yeah. Um, the question then is, where does God fit into all of this? Right. Because yes. that, I think that that's the important question to me that um, in the church, mm. you, you, you're, you're a minister of the gospel right um there's almost this expectation that's there and marriage is often viewed as an achievement right yeah. so if a young lady is not married um and she's now getting to her mid-30s and uh further on mm. it's almost viewed as though there's a problem somewhere sure. right i've actually i remember being in a church service where the pastor um, it was one of these traditional churches where the pastor actually gave an example like that, sure. right? Mm. So, so I'm, I'm just trying to think that could the church also be uh, responsible for some of the mm. pressure? I think so. Yeah. 
I certainly think so. I think part of the pressure has come from the church and often pastors who preach that way. And I think their heart is generally to protect. As Paul says, he says, I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. I want you to be free from being entangled up in sensuality and lusts and issues in this world so that you can focus on Jesus. Now, if if being married helps you to be free from that, if having a husband or a wife and being able to to be married and, uh, you know, don't burn with passion, he says, but, but be married. So part of the problem, part of the problem of this age is we have an over-sexualized culture. We have pornography on display pretty much everywhere, yeah. uh, I- accessible to anybody who has access to the internet. You know, it's not, P- you know, internet is not... PG, as it were, yeah. and so anybody can access it. H Metro, the front page of H Metro. Yeah. My kids, you know, seven, eight, nine years old, can view pornography as we're driving along the road. Yeah. It, it's it's not covered or hidden or anything like that. Those are the pressures of this life. Uh-huh. Part of the pressures of this life, and so I think pastors have a desire to protect uh, the congregation from sin, protect Christians from sinning, sexual sin particularly, which uh-huh. is a significant and different kind of sin if I can say that and I think that's for uh, conversation too and I think that's the desire of pastors to protect their flock from sexual sin right and they would make statements and possibly often mislead people to say marriage is better than singleness well what I would say is that what God calls you to is better than uh-huh. doing what God hasn't called you to do. And if you are single, that is a calling from God for now until God uh, brings along or gives you a husband or wife that he has purposed for you. If you have a desire to be married, often that desire is implanted in you from God, you know, to protect you from sin uh-huh. uh, sometimes. And I believe that marriage is one of the great ways that we can display what God is like. After all, we're told by Paul in Ephesians that marriage is a prophetic representation of Christ's relationship with the church. Uh And so marriage between a husband and wife, I must clarify that in this day and age, that marriage (laughs) is between a husband and a wife, a man and a woman, Uh is one of the most incredible demonstrations of the relationship of Jesus and his church. So marriage is good Mm -hmm. in that sense and declares something about Jesus and his church. I like that you you mentioned well you alluded sort of to what what um, is said in, in the first and thing for seven where it says um however each person has a special gift from God one this and one another where it's kind of suggesting that hey maybe you you are gifted for marriage and maybe you're gifted for singleness so um my own personal viewpoint on some of this is that um marriage is not something that you should just walk into it's it has a purpose it yeah. inherently has a purpose true and um i guess the opposite must also be true if you are single according mm. to this your singleness should have a purpose you can't Absolutely. just be saying i'm just single uh-huh. just because i want to be single mm. what's coming out of your singleness paul he has chose because yeah. he wanted to be more useful and helpful in his walk it was good for him he had a purpose to his singleness Absolutely. but i wonder if this day and age uh, we are maybe not aware of the purpose mm-hmm. of marriage so we don't want to go into it sure and we're sitting in singleness being completely useless because we don't know the purpose of that singleness, either yeah wow. that's true so 
I don't know. It's kind of an open question slash suggestion <laughs> yeah. slash thoughts. And can I just add something to that? Uh, just you know, you, you mentioned something that I think is quite important there, which is that um, singleness is also viewed almost as a waiting period for, for marriage mm-hmm. to happen. So mm-hmm. while you're in singleness and single mode, you're waiting for the real thing to happen, which is mm-hmm. which is marriage. And I think that's part of the reason why maybe we don't then treat our singleness with that sense of purpose because uh, it's generally viewed as, okay, you're, you need to be searching, you need to be looking, you need to be preparing for your partner, right? Mm-hmm. That's some of the lingo that's used. True. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I, you, you should be preparing for, for marriage if you plan to get married. Yes. However, how can you maximize mm-hmm. on the singleness? Because I think very that, good. that is very important as well. These are excellent questions. And then coming back to purpose, what is the purpose of singleness? What is the purpose of marriage? Uh-huh. I think we've got to look at what's the purpose of life. If our purpose in life as believers, as Christians, is to bring glory to God, we're made for the glory of God and relationships. So God made us not to be alone. For the, that's why he said he created Eve, so that man in Genesis chapter 1 it's not good for man to be alone. Right. Therefore, he made Eve. And Adam said, wow, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. This is woman. She's good. She looks good. And I, I don't necessarily think that that means that God made us for marriage. Uh, marriage is necessary for the human flourishing. Uh-huh. If there wasn't <clears throat> marriage, there wouldn't be children. And therefore, humanity would end with Adam and Eve. Yeah. But for some people, so the purpose of life is to glorify God and to have relationships, to reflect the triune nature of God, which is relationship, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. As singles, we're made for the glory of God and relationships with God and with one another to reflect his triune nature. That's one of the best ways Mm -hmm. we glorify God. And so in our singleness, our purpose is to glorify God and to have good, strong relationships in family and church a christian family christian family is the best place to have those relationships not necessarily in marriage and i think we've obscured marriage or we've probably idolized marriage Uh yeah and even singles you know even marrieds we've idolized marriage and actually marriage is not easy marriage is difficult marriage is all about sacrifice marriage Mm -hmm. is about laying down our lives for one another and most often singles would think oh marriage is going to end all of my problems all of my desires for sex all of my desires for closeness mm-hmm. it's going to fix my aloneness issues i will be fulfilled when i get married and then you get into marriage and you're like wow these issues are still here mm-hmm. even now that i'm married and they're highlighted uh-huh. because there's someone who's closer to me who highlights my very issues yeah and so I think those are greater opportunities to glorify God as we work them out and as we look to glorify God in our marriage. I love what Paul said, if I can come back to Paul. Sure. He says, it's better for me to die <laughs> and to be with Jesus <laughs> than to live. But uh-huh. for your good, for your sake, I live for your joy and your progress in the faith. So Paul says, as a single, I exist to glorify God by being here for your joy and your progress in the faith. I think that would be a good purpose for any single person is to live for the joy and progress of faith of any other person. 
And I think to find relationship and not aloneness, I think loneliness is one of the deep desires for humanity. And one of the reasons why we want to get married is because of loneliness right. and someone to share life with, right? Uh -huh. Deep relationship, deeper relationship than we experience when we're single. Uh -huh. And so I think that desire can be fulfilled in a family like a church, like a local church. And so I want to encourage young people, singles, uh, who are not yet married, who don't know what God has called them to. At the moment, God's called you to sing. If you're single, that's God's calling for you now. Uh -huh. And in your singleness, find companionship, find relationship in a local church. And if it is your desire to get married, trust God that he would provide a good partner for you, a good person to share and journey through life with for the purpose of, let's come to the purpose of marriage. I think the primary purpose of marriage is to glorify God. Yeah. The a secondary purpose of marriage is for godly offspring, as we see through Scripture, and to disciple children that we bear, that we have, to become believers that glorify God and advance His kingdom, and in their singleness, live for the glory of God, for the joy of people, and for others' progress in the faith. And I think if we look at it that way around, we can see what the purpose is for humanity, purpose for singleness, and purpose for marriage, too. So I would... Put that to both singles and to marrieds, whatever situation of life you're in at the moment, unless you're living in deep sin, yeah. uh, then God has called you to that. And so be joyful in that and find your purpose in God as you do that. If we come back to Corinthians, unless you guys want to interject, I'll keep going. No, no, keep <laughs> if we come back to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, I love what Paul says here. He says, I'm not saying this I am saying this, verse 35, for your benefit. The reason he said these things is for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. Don't get married. Do get married. Don't get divorced if you are married. Don't get married if you are single. I'm not saying these things to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best. Hmm. So Paul's advice and the wisdom of God is not saying it's a command. He's saying is to help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. If marriage helps you serve the Lord best with as few distractions of the world as possible, get married. If there is one who's called you. If singleness helps you to serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible, stay single. Right. Whatever stage of life you're in, that is a calling from God unless you've been disobedient. And he has provided someone he wants you to be married, or unless you should be single and you got married just for the sake of fulfilling some sinful desires, I would over to you guys for a question. I think just the whole ob obs obsession, and sorry to call it this because that's exactly what it is, mm. obsession with marriage, yeah. right? And everyone is just on this tip and I think it's also been fueled by social media because people are seeing their friends getting married, friends getting engaged, mm -hmm. and they're posting pictures with Bay, and it, you know what I mean. So, yeah. so all of this I think is um, fueling this desire mm -hmm. because, as I think, as human beings, we naturally want to fit in, mm. right? We naturally want to feel like we're moving with society. So, um, people end up. Just doing stuff because they're like, I, I need to, I need to get married. Yeah. I need to make sure that I'm also 
inviting people to my wedding mm. i'm i'm also you know there's 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 there's, there's a lot of pressures that that are coming with it um the thing though that i'm thinking about um sean as as you've been talking is practically speaking yeah. right we want to honor god we want to do um everything that you've mentioned however how do we deal with the family side of things the expectation that's coming from our parents because we also don't want to disappoint our parents true right how do we deal with the fact that we've got friends even mm. right friends that are like hey dude what, what are you doing it right or friends that are now having kids and they're like on their fourth kid and you you you're, you're still so i think there's all these things all these dynamics that um are at play i, I don't know man it's yeah it's quite interesting biscuit i don't know i don't know what what you have to say i don't know i'm still on the whole i'm okay with pressure maybe it's because yeah. um I, i'm used to deflecting <laughs> and mm. I'm, i've had it for so long sure. that i'm used to saying listen i'm running my own race i'll do it in my own time uh, i appreciate that you would like this for me and that's great um but when i get married i'm the one with the person so mm-hmm. i will take the time that i need to do that but i i never tell them don't ask me or yeah. or don't request this of me because mm. if the bible is saying that he who finds a wife finds a good thing and right. obtains favor from the lord it's obviously a gift yeah. it's obviously yeah. a good thing to get mm. so for people in society even if they're not of the Christian persuasion, uh-huh. them rec- wanting that for you isn't mm. inherently a bad thing. If you're forced into it, yes. Right. I think mm. if someone wants you to just get married just because that's the person you're with and yeah. the, it's a totally messed up relationship, but they're saying, oh, you've hit 35, you better marry now, yeah. that, that is wrong. Uh-huh. But mm. if it's two godly people and people are asking you, why aren't you? I think that's a fair request. Yeah. I think it's a fair question. Yeah. And I think society should be allowed to want you to have children. Sure. You're not yeah. forced to, but yeah. they're not wrong to want that for you. And I think uh, often uh, ladies, uh, women feel the pressure because they realize my biological clock is ticking down. Yeah. And once I get to such and such an age, maybe I can't have children anymore. Right. And I really want children. And therefore, the pressure to get married married is based on biological clock and years ticking by, and I haven't found the guy. So the pressure's on. Hey, any guy will do just as long as we get married and have kids, and hey, we'll mm-hmm. work it out as we go. No, that's not God's desire for us. God's desire is that we glorify Him in everything we do. And I think we've we've not seen singleness as the gift that it really is. You see, singleness is such a gift from God. Our single years are given to us, whether they're until we die and move on and go to heaven, or whether they're single until we get married. Uh, Singleness, those single years, because everyone's single for a stage in their lives. You know, we don't get married when we come out the womb. You know, we get married later singleness is such a gift from god in that there is so much more we can do without the pressures of marriage because there are certainly pressures in marriage that we can do for the glory of god our time is not demanded of us by others we can be flexible do you know a single person can respond to the call of god within moments you know, if you have a sense that there's an opportunity that's come for me to go on a mission trip to India uh-huh. tomorrow, the plane's leaving, somebody's offered me a ticket, that's the gift of God, and you don't have to check in with 
uh, family, kids, wife, get them a ticket too. Are they going to be okay? Can I go? You're, you're there. You're on edge. You're ready. You can make decisions. But being married and making a decision, it's like turning a big ship around. You know, you're not a little speedboat that can go just wherever you like. Right. And we've got to make decisions together with our wives and consider our children's, what are the implications going to be, their education, their future, financial costs, food, what are we going to eat, health. For a single person, there's not these concerns or weighed down to make decisions. So singleness is such a gift of God in mm-hmm. terms of being obedient to urgent requests. We can give ourselves, we can sacrifice so much, we can give away resources, uh, in an incredible generosity as singles when we're not concerned about school fees and other bills. And I know yeah. single people still have bills, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they don't have to put food on the table for three or four other, I five other, six other yeah. people. They're thinking of, I just got to feed myself. Hey, I can go without a meal or two. They're not yeah. considering four other people that are going to go without a meal if they uh-huh. give away. So there oh, are gifts yeah. and blessings of God, huge ones in singleness that uh-huh. Paul saw, I think. When yeah. he wrote this letter, uh-huh. I think you're, you've you've spot on with that, and and to also concur with what Kudo is saying, this it really is this whole mm. idealization of marriage. True and good thing I want it, but we do idealize it yeah. way too mm. much, and in doing so, totally forget what mm. we could be doing. Yeah. I remember um, this might be a, a random side story, but uh-huh. when I when I came back to Zim and uh, I'd been a Christian all my life. I guess, as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wasn't born again. It was a bit of a difference. So I came back, and then there was a girl that I liked. Or, or fine, let me just say more like a girl that kind of liked me, and I kind of liked uh-huh. her. So she had more intense feelings towards me than I did for her. Yeah, that anyway, much game, huh? I had game for days. <laughs> game for days. I was wearing fat farm, food, uh-huh. boo, and all uh-huh. that cake wow. Swiss all the way. Wow. Anyway, you Materialistic can see how old I am. But... Um, I came Here's back the biscuit. and, <laughs> and uh, I, I laid my, my game down and I guess it was quite effective. Mm-hmm. And um, she was great. But in the time that I'd been away, she had uh, fully accepted Christ and mm. she was way further along in that journey than me. So um, one time when I was getting very close to her, she was like, hey, 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 chill. Uh, I don't believe the spirit is in agreement with that. So I left there thinking, the spirit, what? <laughs> who, who, who is not in agreement with the what? <laughs> so that moment, I accredited her so much for that moment because it mm. got me thinking. And not long after that, I did accept uh, mm. the Holy Spirit. And then I hit this moment, which I think most new believers go through, this fire moment mm. where you burn and scorch everything around all you. All the CDs. All, all everything. Girls everything. become Girls evil. Girls are just don't, from don't, no, the devil. No hugs. <laughs> Nothing. You must have A-frame hugs at best. <laughs> and you, but what I appreciate about that time was mm. that was the season when I joined a cell group. That was the season when I started um, serving in church. That mm. was the season when me and the guys would go and minister in the park. Yeah. We wow. had that liberty. We had that time. We had that focus. And that was in singleness when when it totally said no for now I don't want to deal with trying to deal with girls and trying to get girls and let me focus on this. Mm-hmm. So I do think there's a lot of merit. Just to put it out there, girls it can actually be quite a huge distraction, you know. Just so, just so you know, 
right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. I think it goes both ways. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, don't yeah. blame it all yeah. on them. <laughs> I, I do want to say well done to that young girl. You, you rock. <laughs> and uh, young ladies, we want to say to you, keep it pure and keep keep strong <laughs> for God and, and bat these guys yeah, who are after one thing. Bat them hard, you know. Don't take a bite of the biscuit. Don't take a bite of the cookie monster. Put it back. Put it down. Put it down. <laughs> so I think those are things we need to think about seriously. It's true. That also, you know, Sean spoke about the pressure that comes with mm. marriage. Mm. Have we really thought about how huge a responsibility that is? Mm. Yeah. You know, because yeah, it's nice to have no. my wedding day and we all wear our taxes and stuff. Yeah. But when all that, when all that said and done, you know, the, yeah. the real journey begins. So I'm true. just thinking about all these things. Well, one of the things we recommend is uh, pre-engagement counseling. Yeah, you might ask, okay, yeah. not pre-marriage, pre-engagement counseling. Before you make the decision to get engaged and you've got a relationship, we want to help you as church leaders, pastors, to be able to consider the pressures of marriage, to consider what you go through in marriage, to consider those things even before getting engaged, paying lawola, rora, Whatever it is, consider those things. You know, you asked a question earlier, which was interesting. How do we honor our parents? How do we uh, consider the, their desires for us? Do you know, I think the best way to honor our parents when it comes to marriage and those things is to have a good relationship with them throughout your life. Don't, don't let the relationship get distant. You know, when you desire to get married and want to get married and want to present the young lady before your families or young man and he comes to seek permission to be married. If you have a good relationship with your parents, they will trust you and trust your decision more than if your relationship was distant. You know, if there's good community in the, in the family relationships, it's going to be a much easier lobola process. It's going to be a much easier process with the aunts and uncles and lobola ceremony. The most attractive thing, singles, for a, another single person is someone who is serving passionately and sweating for the Lord, serving Him on missions, serving Him in the local church. Don't get distracted by your desire to be married. Allow God to lead you and guide you as you serve Him full out, full on, without the distractions. And that is what is attractive. That is what God would lead the young person to you. That's how I met my wife. Uh, busy serving the Lord, and she came as a surprise. As I was working hard serving the Lord, keeping myself busy with the things of the Lord. And I can guarantee you, those who serve the Lord with their whole heart, you will not miss God's precious gift for you if your desire is marriage coming in. Too often we miss God's gift because we're so busy looking for our list of qualities that we long for, and yet that may not be God's best for us. And we get distracted even by our list that we're looking at, and we want this person or that person, they must have this job or that job or be this qualified. You know, those are distractions, I believe, that Paul is talking about. Mm -hmm. Get busy serving the Lord. Use your singleness as a gift to others and receive it as a gift from God. We get gifts not for us but for others. God gives us gifts to be a blessing to others. And that's, that's pretty much what I would say to singles, marrieds. Uh, let your marriage glorify God. You know, if you, are, if you are married, do everything that you can in your marriage to glorify God and bring up children in the best way to know how to, if that's God's will for them, get married well and to live their lives well for his glory and for the joy of other people. Those would be my kind of comments to singles and to marrieds. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. I, awesome. I, I, like, I like the angle. And 
Um, on that note, Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, I'm Cookie Monster. <laughs> I'm Biscuit, and I'm the White Chocolate Brownie. Yep. <laughs> We're out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.